anyone who said 2021 can't possibly be any worse than 2020, fuck you. Start the goddamn music. weather they thought the intro was fantastic so I I thought the intro was fantastic also yeah I I thought the intro was wonderful thank you Um, easter eggs for the listeners to see him slam the door the live listeners did you get the did the door slam come through yes the door slam came through and your, your webcam shook a lot (laughs) (laughs) i slammed the door you said slam the door i slammed the fucking door hey folks welcome to our first episode of azeroth coast to coast 2021 how is everybody doing it's a dumpster fire i think this is our first episode for 2020 it is yes yeah because our last show was mid-december yep god damn god damn I, I've thrown my hat somewhere and I literally don't know where I threw it. <laughs> you so. can't find it again. <laughs> yeah, no, this time like I really can't find it. Um, all right, so we're doing this bald. All right, <laughs> turn this um, bald. Nath, you're muted. We're by doing the way, this bald. Yeah, we can't hear you. Yeah, still can't hear you, Nath. Nath, Nath, Nath. Oh, for fuck's sake, push to talk. God yeah. damn it. Yeah, you should do what we do, which is push to mute. Yeah, but then I'd forget to mute. Um, your goatee's coming back in nicely. Yes, it is. It's a, it's it's been fucking three months, but you know it's finally starting to come back in. Uh, that I mean, shows you, you ju- that shows you just how long I was growing the last one out. You, you've got about as much there now as the teenager grows in two weeks. So you know you're getting there. You're you're almost at puberty. Oh, teenagers <laughs> trying to grow facial hair. Fuck you, Neff. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Neff. Wow, that was savage. Fucking Canadians, man. <laughs> Fucking Canadians, bruh. Fucking cold, Neff. You remember when you could grow like just a little bit of peach fuzz and you're like, yeah, it's coming in. It's I, great, I never really could. Uh, I've never really been one for being able to grow <laughs> facial hair in any sort of efficient manner. <laughs> <laughs> it has never actually worked for me, so. Uh oh well. Um so how has everybody's last uh last month been actually cuz it has been a month since our last show. I mean uh, not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my covid vaccine. Yay, first Congratulations. dose. Congratulations. Have you had you haven't had second dose yet? No. And you got yours because you're essential services. Yes, right? so I, work, I work for the NHS. He's frontline. Yeah. I'm front, well, frontline NHS. Frontline. I'm frontline NHS. Frontline, yeah. Yeah. He's essential to us. So I do, uh, yeah. You are COVID is a COVID oh, is an everyday in my life. Oh, did you hear Kevin life. said that? <clears throat> you are Kevin said you're essential to us. Kevin, that is really Who else is going to run the stream? Who else is going to run the stream? That's, that's Kevin true. sure as fuck won't. 
I mean, Kevin will try, but he'll fuck it up. <laughs> Kevin will try, but he'll fuck it up. <clears throat> I did last time we streamed. Oh, my heart. <laughs> that was, Kevin said a nice thing. Kevin says a lot of nice things. Kevin said a nice thing. Kevin said a nice thing. He meant a nice thing, and it came out as a nice thing rather than <laughs> the sarcasm. <laughs> We're just sitting here shitting on Kevin after no. he says something nice. Usually, yeah. Kevin tries to say a nice thing, and it's like I think he's saying something nice, but I'm not sure. But that was just real sweet. Thank you, Kevin. You're too much. You're too much. <laughs> Fucking Chris, start. What? Uh, okay, okay. What did I do? Uh, we, we I've been playing a lot of League of Legends with LB and Gav. Um, Gav is learning jungle. He's trying. I'm a big boy now. <laughs> LV is LV is a solid little lady carry. Uh, the last game LV the last game LV and I played, um, he was such a dick to them that they AFK'd after six seven minutes. It was fun. <laughs> it was uh, yeah, it was it was real bad. Savage LB made an appearance. Savage LB made an appearance just with with his murder. No, quiet machine like LB made an appearance. <laughs> just with his murder. Quiet efficient machine like LB just shows up and just murders people and then disappears. I mean, LB is straight up amazing at murdering people. Like, look at him in Warzone. Like, Among at, us. like he's just good. Yeah, so LB is just a little murderer. Um. <laughs> The new season kicked off. Um, can bear in mind I haven't played a league ranked season in about four years. The last last ranked season I played. Oh, you found it. Last ranked season I played. I think I got like high gold. Uh, I started off in like high bronze this time, so I need to work my way out of that. <laughs> but that's not bad for yeah. four seasons of not playing. Yeah. Um. If, if I if if you ever end up getting the chance to transfer to US, I could do ranked with you. Yeah. Um, rating and wow. Uh, we're now three out of ten heroic. Uh, and we one shot last because we raided on Thursday. We one shot all three of those bosses and are now trying to progress on Sun King, who is a bit of a deck hole on on heroic. He's just the heal. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna have to try some different healing tactics to phase him the second time. Um, Among Us proximity. That's so fun. We need to do more Among Us proximity chat. That's real. We fun. really do. That was super fun. I... Except for the part where you betrayed me, you dead, <laughs> dead, shitty bastard. I don't like Among Us as much as the rest of you all do. Really? Even with proximity chat on? I. I were you not there at the end last night when I was explaining that where it's like I don't really like playing Among Us but I play because you all want to play. No, I I wasn't there for that. I don't think. Yeah, no. Like at the end, I was mentioning that it's like I don't really like playing Among Us. It just brings out everybody being very shouty with each other most of the time. That's that's why I See, don't now, like it. I've either. been making an effort to not be shouty. Hmm. Well, I get you. I get you. It's just like it still just feels really, really shouty. And it's very much like if you I guess if you like emergent gameplay, like in that specific regard, it's fine. But it's like to me, it's oh, you go in, you do the same thing and you got a better than 50 percent chance of being murdered in the middle of a task. <laughs> Especially if you're doing download. Yeah. And then you just kind of stand there for a while. 
because I play by LB rules, which is you don't finish your tasks as a ghost. I am if starting, you die, they have, they're responsible for yeah, figuring I'm, it out. I'm starting to do that now as well. <clears throat> I like LB rules. It's kind of fun because I get, especially with the proximity channel, and I can now just make the <laughs> imposter's oh, life hell. With with the haunting chat on, 100%. Screw, screw doing tasks after you're dead because you could run around and haunt them. That was so funny. Well, I've always just gone and finished every task but one and then if it gets real close to the very end i finish the task <clears throat> um uh but yeah have i done anything else uh no that's pretty much it i haven't really had a lot of time <laughs> uh we've been really short staff so i've been doing some extra overtime that's, that's about it <laughs> the working Good. all right down the list kevin yeah yeah i've been uh playing video games um I've been playing games like Heroes of the Storm and WoW. And last week I played Among Us with you, but yesterday I caught up in WoW instead. Um, I got done my Covenant campaign. Is that what it is? Covenant? Yeah. Yes. And I got a new mount that looks like another mount that I got. So there's like three different of the same mounts that you can get, it looks like. Um, I started the um, vampire, the vampire... Um, that little dinner party shit, Venthyr. Also, oh, um, you've stopped. You've stopped They're calling not vampires. It, you've stopped. Well, they are vampires. They're just called Venthyr. Um, so you've stopped calling it the uh, vampire sex part of them. Well, I need to go back and find the episode where you guys hyped up this vampire sex party for me because, like, you don't. You totally did. I don't and, feel um, like we did. No, you know what? I feel like we did a little bit, and for some reason, I think Seth was a guest. Maybe. However, I also think it was in a joking way that Kevin may have missed the joking part and taken seriously. Well, it's just funnier now to to, to insist that you guys were, promised me vampire sex parties. Um, I mean, anywho. I promised you no such thing. It's because more like, I was going bastard. If you want to know what it's like, you have to click on something to clean the floor. You have to do that like three times. You have to click on someone to fight them. You have to do that three times to make the party more casual. And then you have to serve people tea to make the party more formal. And you would like go through and have to do all these things. It's, I don't know what to think of it yet. I need to do it again. Um, but so far. And there's a slime named Kevin. I know that much. Maybe. And I guess. there's a venter named Gavril. But he's not at the party. Kevin's at the party. There's a slime named Kevin Anywho. at the party. Anywho. Um, so that's that's the vampire sex party. Uh, it's not very <laughs> sexy at all. Uh, Heroes <laughs> of the Storm, I played a lot of tank matches because I was gearing up to play in a tournament match um, that I played on Thursday night with Beyond Gaming. We unfortunately got 2-0'd, so we lost. Uh, I don't know if we play again, honestly. Um... But yeah, I I was supposedly out of position a lot and not helping people stay alive. So and shame on me. Shame, shame, shame. Ring the bell. Ring the shame bell. Um, but because I was doing that, it also got me into playing some Storm League, which um, I played two matches last night and won both of them as a healer. And it was insane. Like, I've, I forgot how fun... Storm League matches can be because people actually care and give a shit and you don't get weird people just noodling around on their own uh, most of the time. So 
I ranked up to gold two, so that's where I'm currently at now. Nice. Um, I had I don't know what we were doing early on in placements, but I got down to like I think I was at gold three or or gold four or five at one point. Um, but I'm like slowly ranking back up. Um, yeah, it's it's been really fun. Like yesterday's match was or <clears throat> the second match I played was insane. I played cleanse Lily and had to like pre-cleanse people because they were getting murdered so badly and it actually worked out twice in my favor um but yeah when you hit a pre-cleanse and like diablo isn't able to flip them or something like that like we won team fights because of that one spell it was pretty awesome dude you and, should um, lily's cleanse is called let's go so i can just like spam click the button and it says like lily is ready to let's go just like over and over it was fun. I I was having a lot of fun. More fun than I've had in Heroes in a very long time. Well, good. Um, yeah, it's, I'm glad yeah. you're enjoying it. Um, you should, because yeah. you have a League account, you should give it a go with us. Why does your mic sound Chris, weird? What, well, it's not using your snowball, for sure. Oh, let me fix it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not. Um, it wasn't. Hello. Um, Hey. You should, because um, you have a, a, a League account, you should give League a goal with us, and we can show you some bits and bobs in that. There are a couple of here, especially ones that are... Um, have Kevin wasn't like a bad planes. top laner. Yeah, he was a good Kevin top laner. Kevin played Garen top lane, who wasn't that bad. I think he'd be pretty... I think he'd be... I think he'd be good at support, um, if we throw him on someone like Sona or Seraphine. Yeah. You could take, like, mid-top, I could do, like, jungle top, LB could do ADC and uh, support, and then Kevin could do, like, support and, like, a top. We'd need someone, we'd need, I'd, I'd need to do a jungle a support med, sorry. No, it's our med, med jungle, just to give us a, a bit more of a, more of a spread. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> Kevin, you should give, you should, you should join us for a couple of games, see, see where it goes. Yeah, I, I played the other day, I, I did play League the other day with you guys, mm -hmm. and played Tank. And kind of enjoyed it. Yep. Um, yeah, I'll try out some other heroes. I think the the one thing that I kind of don't like about that game right now is that mm -hmm. abilities seem to be very far away. Like I don't like getting hit from things that I can't see outside of my field of view. There's yeah, there are some. That yeah, there's like on, yeah. there's some of those. There's only a few of them. Okay. Um, but again, that's I think. That more just falls into the case of League has 150 plus champions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So there are going to be some that are like that, just like Heroes has Chromie. I mean, just be yeah. glad you don't have to deal with fucking like ancient apparitions and shit from fucking Dota. <laughs> just abilities fucking are just, further in that. He ancient apparition has a thing that basically clears half the map. I think it's his ult that clears like half the fucking map. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it also slows and, you know, very, very much slows and does a shitload of damage too. You so. know what's going to annoy Kevin? Just the Ash Arrow of, I don't know where. Oh, yeah. The Ash Arrow, the Ezreal Banana out of nowhere. Ash. They're going to fuck him up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. It's but a lot it... like Hammer's BFG. Yep. Yeah. But it, it feels bad to just, like, automatically get hit by something and you not even see it coming. Yeah. Which, well, the which good, EU do you guys play on again? EU West. West. Um, the, good, the good thing about all of those abilities, though, is that they do show up on the minimap. So you can yeah. see that they're coming if, you're la oh, if, okay. the, if the lane that comes from calls them out. 
Yeah. If they're paying attention. Like Hanzo Arrow? Yeah, yeah like, Hanzo like Hanzo Arrow, Arrow, BFG for Hammer. Ash and Ezreal Ultimates show up on the map, so you can see them coming. Anything anything map-wide will show up on the map. Okay. I think the only exception it- to that is Senna. But that's because it's an instant burst all the way down the map. So that one's kind of designed yeah. to be unavoidable. Mm-hmm. I see. Which is why it doesn't do quite as much damage yes. as some of the other ones do. Uh, it's primarily for uh, the shield. <laughs> I I also finally I'll I'll uh, echo uh, Gav's sentiments about Among Us. I I don't like it for the same reason. I don't like inciting people arguing with each other. I don't think that's fun at all. Well, and that's why I don't play with certain people anymore. Yeah, that that's 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 primarily what it comes down to. I think our yeah, core true. little group doesn't argue as much. Mm-hmm. But like, I've looked at other streamers who stream this game, and they don't even get close to the level that we've gotten to. Some of the shouting so. that we've gotten to, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's just like I've tried. I, I've I've like told people, hey, let's dial it back. Let's dial it back. Let's not get aggressive about this. And it's just like this is how everybody plays the game. I'm just like, okay, I don't think that's right, but all right. Not everybody plays the game like that, for sure. The worst thing is the the only time you see me really getting crazy angry. As if I'm marinating people. <laughs> uh-huh. So that you, you know it's me when I'm getting angry because I'm marinating. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'll go ahead and do mine. And let's, let's do this a little bit different than normal. I'll go ahead and do mine and then we can go into Nev. I normally go last. Uh, I've been playing League of Legends with Chris and Elby. Uh, Chris insisted that I give Legends of Runeterra a shot because I'm kind of kind of fed up with hearthstone right now mm-hmm. kind of just pissed off at team five as a whole um and the whole game uh we have it's... an error on the stream no no we no. don't oh okay it might be on my end um we've I, I i i it's okay it's closer to how magic does its phases but not really um the single blocker thing, the single like a single blocker thing is very frustrating and how their spells are set up. Like at what speeds spell can be added, spells can be added to the stack and things like that are kind of frustrating because they don't always follow the exact rules that magic establishes in my brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, it's been OK. Um, they do comparatively shower you with resources compared to hearthstone so compared that's to magic interesting well. uh, i mean no, late game honestly, magic changes either. late game magic changes like late game magic is showering with resources but early game no i mean even, no 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 i don't think you've done the new player experience recently like they give you a shitload of resources in arena right now i have not done the new player experience I would say if you really interest, if you're really interested, start a new account and go through the tutorial and everything else because it actually does give you quite a bit of stuff. Mm. Um, there's still, I still have mechanical issues with Magic: The Gathering Arena. I still have mechanical issues with it, like in how they handle duplicates and things like that. Where if a card is reprinted in two sets despite the fact that you might have four of it from the first set where it was released, you can still get drops for it from the second set that releases of the exact same identical card. 
That's not that's not that's fun. very frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it's not like you can play extra copies because it's from a different set. No, you still are limited to your four copies of it. So it, it there there's some frustrating parts about magic and that's just a complaint I've had about magic for a long time regardless. So um played a little bit of wow this week. I think I got up to like level 12 or so on my alliance on Gavril, my classic alliance paladin. My my not classic, my old alliance paladin. Um <clears throat> I'm not really playing horde side because yeah, there I everyone's just like, "Oh, well, just say say you want to play." And I'm just like, "I don't want to play with certain people." And then it's just like, oh, well, there we go. There go all my options. So I'm just kind of dropping Horde at this point and just going back to playing Alliance at this at this juncture. Um, yeah. And I played some Among Us and some other stuff with you all. And that's about it. What Alliance server are you playing on? I'm still on Eldrathalus, which is my original server. Well, my second, third server, actually. Because I started on Lightning's Blade on Horde side, which is a PvP Horde, which is a PvP Horde dominated server back in vanilla, and then I moved to Terranus, and then I moved from Terranus to Eldrathalus to be with some real life friends uh, in BC. Cool. Uh, yeah, Neff. What's up? Mm-hmm. Would help if I put one push to talk. That that's mm-hmm. that's up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Among Us last night and the weekend before with you guys. Um, little bit of wow. I guessed it last Friday. Yeah, last Friday. It was on the eighth, seventh or eighth. Anyways, guessed it last Friday on the Calm Before the Storm World of Podcasts Shadowland panel. Um, that was fun. Um, got to hang out with um, a bunch of the ladies and and chat about you know what our impressions are. Um, there's a link to it in the show notes. It's a video on demand on the com uh, com before the storm Twitch. Um, and been playing some AC Valhalla because the kids back into the university swing, so it's a little bit harder to get on the computer during the week. So I just park on my couch, get all comfy, and console it up. So that's about it. Not much new other than that. Well, that's good. And uh, we will, of course, have a link to that Con Before the Storm panel <clears throat> that Neth was part of. Yeah, it will be when in is that the... going to get posted? It's already posted. It's a VOD, Kevin. Yeah. It's oh. a... I, well, no, I think they are posting it beyond that as well, but I don't know when um, we would have to check in with some of our contacts. But okay. we can get... historically, they've had a. Uh... RSS feed or a podcast feed with yeah, the we'll, we'll we can discuss that later off air. Okay. Um, um yeah. So I think that about covers the last month of shit we've done. Um email, nothing. Twitter, nothing. Discord, Kevin's gonna be talking about that later. Uh, shout outs. Do your shit, we have Kevin. shout outs from the US, the UK, Sweden, the, the, wait, not the UK again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, US, Canada, Sweden, UK, Australia. 
Oh, so Canada is the UK now. Oh, good. No. Wait, what? <clears throat> Apparently you all are still wrong. a vassal state. I mean, we're part of the Commonwealth, but she's only a figurehead. <laughs> oh, Canada. Oh, Jesus. Canada knows I am. Um, I don't really have anything to talk about with WoW besides the Covenant campaign is completed at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I got yeah, so your Covenant campaign uh, can be completed as of last Tuesday, uh, which would have been the 11th? Yeah. Uh, that, would also, that would also uh, allow access to your third and final Soulbind. Um, mm -hmm. So for like Benthir, you'll have True. Draven, yada, yada, yada. Which finally, I mean, if, you're, if you're trying to great. maximize your soul bind, if you're trying to maximize your soul bind, you're kind of stuck, you know, with your covenant for a while mm -hmm. longer. So my mine has the same ability mm -hmm. on the third tree that LB has, where if you die in PvP or whatever, you turn into like this little ball and then you come back to life again. Okay. So is it like people have that on a different tree and nope. a different covenant or something? Nope. I don't believe I have that on any of my of uh, any of my uh. My soul binds. Which ones are? The pod base tender. ability. Pod tender. Mm -hmm. I there's no pod tender from Aldraxis as far as I can tell. Pod tender is the one where you die and you get okay, resurrected. Yeah, no, Venthyr doesn't have an equivalent. Uh, the, Kevin literally is is saying Venthyr does. Yeah, it's the base ability on the third tree. Is it? Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if that's Which, something that they made across all covenants, and it's just like, like something that you have to unlock. Furious typing happening right yeah, now. Yeah, because I don't, I don't remember it, but I could just be an idiot. Uh, but I, mean, I do not believe there is one for Maldraxxus, as far as I know. I still haven't even finished the Maldraxxus campaign uh, because, again, I have not been playing Horde at all, really. Um. <clears throat> okay. But yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Any ways? Um. Somebody linked an interview that Ian Hascostas, uh, from the WoW team, did with PC Gamer. I have literally no information yeah. about that. Okay. We'll click the link and find out more. The one thing that I wanted to mention here is that. Uh, one of the bullet points from the MMO champion article that I'm reading says that uh, Ian says Blizzard had some has some big plans for the story of the expansion and, and is already working on addressing some big points of player feedback. So what do you what do you think about this whole notion of like they're actually listening to lore discussions and deciding on, uh, you know, making big plans for the story of WoW as a result of player feedback? Bullshit! Bullshit! Uh, also, very quickly, as a, as a point, the, the Draven one isn't a resurrection. It just leaves something that does damage and healing when you die. It's not a resurrection. Really? Yeah. Okay. I thought you resurrected. Anywho. Nope. Um, so, I mean, it sounds like they're listening to player feedback about lore and then doing something about it. I mean, it'd be Have great they if they before. just listened to the player feedback about everything else then. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd kind of rather listen to everything else. Hey guys, why is why do I have to be fucking Ardenweald, Night Fae, if I want to do good in PvP? 
Yeah. Or Venthyr. Why do I? Why do I have to be? Why do I have to be Maldraxxus as a shaman to be the best I can in raiding? Why can't I play what I want to play? Why is Maldraxxus only good for shaman? Well, like, what would be the difference in terms of where you rank in a raid boss versus someone who is... Well, it's a case of world first, obviously, but we're not world first raiders. But at the same time, I want to try and be the best I can be. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just like my my covenant ability, my core covenant ability is cleave damage. Okay. Is cleave damage. Single target underperforms. Mob council types underperforms. On a cleave target where I can hit like one to two other people, that's fun, fucking fantastic. My DPS yep. will go through the fucking roof. Yep. Same. Because of how the covenant ability for mages works for Maldraxxus. Just based off of a single ability? Yep. Oh yeah, like uh, there's there's a huge delta there involved. So if I go and if I go enhancement or elemental, um, and I'm DPSing, it's the exact same. Single target, pretty useless. Uh, it does a lot of splash healing because it heals and does damage, but chain harvest is pretty useless single target. If I'm mythic plusing and I'm I do a chain harvest, my DPS will shoot up and destroy everyone else purely because of chain harvest. Hmm. So if I want to do Mythic okay. Plus, Venthyr is the best one to go, which is fine because I do a lot of Mythic Pluses. Uh, but raiding, it's kind of useless uh, because it's such a long cooldown and it doesn't interact with anything else except Chain Harvest. That's it. Hmm. Whereas and the Madraxxus one like, interacts with my Riptide, so it's great. It's like for Mage, your two best spec, your two best covenants are going to be. Then theory, if you're doing single target, if you're focusing on boss damage and for raiding, and then it's Night Fae if you're doing Mythic Plus. Because Night Fae's thing is an AoE that reduces the cooldown of your other cooldowns hmm. as a mage. So it's more AoE damage, and it also means I get to throw frozen orbs and blizzards and ice uh, in Cone of Cold and Frost Nova faster. No, Patty, Venthyr is not awful. For rate for shaman for rating, it's not awful. It's pretty good. It's not the best. Maldraxxus is the yeah. best. But if I wanted to be, if I wanted to be a, if I wanted to do PvP on my mage, I would be doing Venthyr for damage purposes. Because mirror is fucking dumb as shit and really fucking busted in some cases. Um, God, mirror is so good in PvP. Um. Mm-hmm. Well, you can you can use it to disorient people too. Our group, one of the um, plugins. Our group has potentially enough people to do mythic this 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 tier. So if we do, I will be dropping games here and swap to swap to Maldraxxus. Yep, you're gonna have to drop it and catch up on Maldraxxus if you really want to push mythic uh, mythic content this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, despite the fact that you're not a world first <laughs> or a top one percent of player base. Mythic is still difficult. And having that extra and 2% of healing maybe. is going to be yeah. worth it. Because it's, it, you need everything you can get. It could be the difference between killing a boss and not killing a boss. It could be the difference between surviving Sludge Fist and dying to Sludge Fist. Because both, both sh- all three shamans we have are all Venthyr because the ability is really fucking fun. And we, we all mm-hmm. like the aesthetic of the Venthyr. 
the two re- the two wrestle shamans will be if 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 Mal- if we decide to go for mythic we we we've both said we're swapping to to Maldraxxus. And our mm-hmm. melee, I don't, I don't know what the enhancement shaman's doing because I don't really know what the best is for him. To be totally honest. Well, what what's the comparison between legendaries and covenant abilities? Are legendaries much more important than the correct covenant, or how Legend- does that compare? Best and slot legendaries are pretty fucking important. To be totally honest, because so the, 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 for, the for 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 high level for content. high level yes for high level best and slot yes. legendaries are important. But I will say again, as a wrestle shaman, I grabbed. I, you feel the difference between your having your reptile legendary and not having it. You okay. feel the difference. <clears throat> you feel that more than being in the correct covenant. Well, both my shamans are in the wrong, the wrong best and slot rating covenant. They're both, okay. both my shamans are Venthyr. And again, the Venthyr ability isn't bad. It's just if I'm trying to get every little bit out, that extra two percent is that little bit I'm missing. Because it it only yeah, works out as a two percent difference, but it also gives you more control over who you're healing. The way the Maldraxxus one works is that it affects everyone that ha- that has your reptite, which you have complete control of. Mm-hmm. Which is why, uh, be- because you have complete control of it, and based on what it does, it works out being the best. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess like what I'm thinking about is if I was looking at like where I placed for that week in that raid. Um, what's the website again? The the one that has the stats. Warcraft World logs. Of logs. Warcraft logs. Warcraft so, logs. Sorry. Like, would I be in the ninetieth percentile versus ninety second percentile, or would I be in like the fiftieth percentile versus the ninetieth percentile? I mean, I'm using yeah. I'm using the wrong one, and I'm getting a lot of purple eye level logs. But I've also been healing since Wrath of the Lich King. So I know how to heal. <laughs> I also, I also like when it was heroic was the hardest. I I heroic raided back in the day as a healer, so I know how to heal. It's just a case of I'm missing that two percent, which is frustrating. And it's purely missing a two percent for an aesthetic choice, and because I find the ability more fun. I I mean that would be my choice too, Chris, but I'm not. Super high mythic plus. Well, guy. like I said, I'm not. Um, well, like I said, mythic plus. This is Venthyr is the one I want to go for mythic plus pushing, hundred percent. If I'm a shaman, right? It's just okay. I can't do if if we decide to do mythic raiding, I will swap to the better raiding one. Are you going to create one in a different covenant just for raiding purposes? I was. I'm genuinely tempted. If we do decide okay. to do Mythic Plus, because I don't want to swap from Venthyr, because I really fucking like the aesthetic. Genuinely considering, though. Hmm. Um, in regards to legendaries, I did start looking at um, my different legendaries and whatnot, and noticed that some of the stuff that I needed was, f- like, best in slot legendaries were from activities that I wasn't doing. Are they doing that on purpose, or are they yes. not doing that on purpose? Like, the, the, interesting. So the, they're pretty much dropping from every co- bit of content to encourage you to do every bit of content. I mean, what I what I'm thinking about is like if I'm pushing a lot of mythic pluses, 
doing mythic pluses should help give me a legendary that helps me with mythic pluses. You, you know what think... I mean? Like, I think that would feel <laughs> you good. You would think that would be you the would case, think... but it's not. But it's not. My base, my like, base no, is slow. Go do this random raid and get your BIS legendary, and then come back, and that's the best for Mythic Plus dungeons. My sh my my shaman base and slot for raiding comes from Torghast. My shaman base and plus for Mythic Plus comes from raiding. <laughs> hmm. Yep. It's yeah. It, that doesn't make sense to me. Like reward the activity that you're doing. That's what I would say. I mean, I think that's what most people would say, but no, no. <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, LB messaged me separately and said that he got a 100 eye level parse for his Fury Warrior with a second best Covenant. So he was able to get, you know, one of the best scores in Raid that week just, well, from the second best Covenant. So, are, people, so. are people playing Fury Warrior? I don't know. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> LB is. Well, no, uh, Fury is actually still higher than Arms. So yeah, but are people playing? Margin. Okay, I'll rephrase. Are people still playing Warrior? Well, I, I mean, that, people yes. with brain cells aren't. Ah, shots fired. <laughs> Love you, Elvie. Um, <clears throat> uh, I don't know. Our Warrior swapped Any... to a Death Knight because his because his numbers just were no. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, I mean. I, yeah, I like the ability, or I like the idea of reward the activity that you're doing and not go to a random raid so that I can have the best PvP gear. Doesn't make absolutely no fucking sense. I mean, that doesn't like, work. That does. That's not how that works anymore. It's the, the only the only exception to that is the legendary, but the actual gear itself, you have to PvP. But I I I think what Kevin's saying is there shouldn't be an exception. The best no, legendary for PvP should come from PvP. Yes. No, no, you that I agree. be forced to do something else that if PvP is your thing, fuck dungeons, why would you want to go to into into a dungeon to get the, the legendary that you need? It doesn't make sense and it never has. Can I just right, tangent very quickly saying how nice it is to yeah. have PvP vendors back? Yeah, yeah it's, it's very fun. nice. Yeah. It's I love really it. Good. It's really nice. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I that's... lied. I'm sorry. Uh, Arms is better than Fury. I thought it was. Glad we're <laughs> setting the record straight there. Um, but yeah, like I, especially like if I'm thinking about Mythic Plus dungeons, if you're running with someone who does a lot of Mythic Plus dungeons, then you can see that they have this like legendary. Like Jesus Christ, this is going back to like the fucking um, EverQuest days. So the legendaries like, aren't supposed to be something that's hard to get. No, they're not. They're not intended right, but, to be difficult to get, which is why they drop on normal. But like I, I remember when like like in EverQuest gear was really hard to get in raids and gear was very distinctive. And like when you saw someone in like the emerald green like druid gear, you were like, shit, that guy spent a lot of time in raid. Like oh, because Chris, he had like, like a full set. Tier one. Yeah, like the tier like, two. Or, or tier no, no. three. Dude, specifically well, sure the Nax tier. That was that was the tier impressive three, set. Yeah. That was the impressive set. Right, but it, but like it should be that way for legendaries too. And it's like, damn, mm. this guy's got this legendary. I that means he spent a lot of time doing. Okay, so stuff. the problem with that, I would argue that, Kevin, yeah. He's, the problem, and I'll give you a second to rebut this also, Chris, but the problem with that, Kevin, is that creates further exclusivity. There is a problem with WoW where a lot of stuff ends up being locked behind exclusivity, which how many people are actually doing Mythic 20s right now? 
12 is the highest. How many people are doing Mythic 15s? How many people are doing Mythic 15s right now? I saw one. I saw one guy with them out. I mean, it's possible yeah. to do, but that's the best. It, of the it's best. possible to do. We I will think, outgear it eventually. I think the average probably right now is nine or ten. Nine or ten probably sounds normal. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. I mean, so, we're also only two months in. But also, people were doing high keys like very quickly into it. But the thing is, is like, okay, Kevin. So with your exclusivity thing, what you're saying is that these things, like your best, your best in slot mythic at legendary, should be locked behind a mythic. Should be locked behind mythics, right? That's what you're saying. Well, no, what I'm saying is if I do something, I get rewarded for doing that thing, and that helps me with the thing that I'm doing. Okay, that's fine. That's totally fine. Um, but the problem is, is that the legendaries are direct power increases. Yes, and that's where okay. the problem would come in. Uh, because- I have no problem. I have no problem with mythic gear, mythic rating gear being more powerful than regular rating gear. And I'm I have, totally fine with that. And I have no problem with them having a better aesthetic than normal and heroic rating gear because it's mythic gear. It's the harder stuff to get. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The problem comes but in... But for something for that I need that I need to progress in the content that I'm doing that is a power increase, I shouldn't have to, A, let luck of the RNG do everything for me. Like, there are there uh, here mage is a great example there are two bis legendaries for mage for frost mage there is a single target bis and there is a uh aoe bis mm-hmm. both of them come from torghast okay okay if i didn't want to do torghast then you're i would be significantly behind any other mage frost mage period that okay. did do their torghast mm-hmm. like i i'm okay with torghast torghast is fine ish ish but the problem is is that a i have to do and i understand what you're saying it's like oh well i have to go do other content to get content to get gear for the content i want to do yeah i get that i understand that and that's been the pvp players complaint since bc so why would they just open that up for everyone else because blizzard does stupid things like that blizzard yeah blizzard does stupid shit (laughs) They but try. The thing is, so Kevin, it's yeah. purely metric driven. They are trying to get people to do things outside of what they want to do with their sixteen bucks a month. To do something else, they're yeah, trying to they get need, people to, to they play. They need content. to drive metric and engagement with other with other facets right. of the game. Mm-hmm. Well, it it's nowhere near as bad as it was in Legion because um, everything isn't on a rotating like drop rate for the entire game so that's i guess one better thing and it only has to drop once right or for your memories yes you only need to go get a memory drop right so it's yeah it's not like you need to bang this thing like 800 times before it drops the legendary you want you just you know you play it until you get the drop and then you stop playing it if you if you don't want to play it again you, yeah, you, I mean, if I only Beth wasn't <clears throat> eating during the podcast, she could actually talk and participate. No, she's laugh. She's laughing right now. She's uh, laughing. banging she's things out eight hundred times. times. Yeah, yeah. It took me almost the entire expansion to get my one when I was in Legion, like the one that I needed for Holy. Mm-hmm. I All, like it was probably the second or third one to I don't think drop. I don't think I ever got on my demon I hunter. I never got my best in slot. Yeah, I don't think I ever got my demon hunter best in slot. 
I, I never got best in slot for Paladin. Which was really was fucking insane. annoying. <laughs> yeah, I had, that was really insane. I had and the, I'm sorry I'm having a snack, Kevin. It's 10 to 1, and I'm fucking starving. So I need to eat something um, or I'm not going to do well. I got the second and third best in slot for Prot. I think I, I think I got third for Vengeance and Legion. It was like the ring and the belt, I think, were two of the BIS items for yeah, I never, Paladin. I never ever got my best, but I think I, I definitely got the two under it, I think. And I played a lot of Legion. I actually did play quite a bit of Legion. Legion, yeah. I think I played the entirety of the expansion, almost the entirety of the expansion. I quit in the middle right before Antorus came out, and then I came back after Antorus came out. Uh, and uh, yeah. pa- Paddock mentions in chat, is, exclus- is, exclus- is exclusivity the, ro- the worst thing? And no, it's not. No, when done properly, if it if it's ex- this, is, this is a topic that Chris and I have beaten to fucking death. Yes. so many. Yes, times. it is because we don't have a problem I with mean, exclusivity. We have a problem with exclusivity where it's done so fucking wrong. Um, well, we have, it, we, it's tying core powers. Yes, that's the to problem. Exclusivity. If you tie core powers, especially when. The game is designed in a way that you're expected to have these legendaries to and perform to your Legion. best. That was the problem Legion had. Yeah, when 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 the game because is... content was developed, uh, content was developed with the idea that you had good legendaries. Yeah, and it's the same here. The content is as and is... Then when you got all the shitty ones because Aaron Jesus hates you, you did not do so good. The con- oh, Uther's hand. <laughs> the content in Shadowlands is designed with you with the expectation of you have your legendary, your you've got your your conduits, your soul binds, your co- your covenant abilities. The conduit is just well, the, and that's and that's at a high level of play, and that's fine. I don't really have too much of an issue with that because, um, God damn it, Kevin, um, um, I don't have too much of a problem with at the high end of play my problem usually comes in when casual ass casual me has trouble doing content because so much power is locked behind systems yeah which is another case of us complaining about borrowed power systems because we hate them (laughs) yep we we've we've talked extensively about how much we hate borrowed power and how that is basically what WoW does now is borrowed power. I think the thing that kills exclusive exclusivity mostly is transmog. I mean, no. it doesn't really like it. Who cares what you? I guess like yeah, you can get a certain variant of a color of a set there is... to show that you got the mythic version of X Y Z raid tier. So you need to remember but as well, Kevin. Really the it. mythic the mythic versions have extra stuff put into them they have usually they have animated sets they have uh different color variants there's usually some really cool effects on them that's what stands out and makes it the mythic exclusive you also have the mythic mount that drops for yeah people who get um cutting edge uh, which again no problem with that that is that is 100 percent something that the mythic readers deserve because they put the fucking time and effort in for it they they deserve to get their 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 special shinies. Yes, hundred percent. But but yeah, you also deserve, you also I'm not saying that I'm none not, of that. I'm not saying. Sorry, go ahead. None of that is 
breaking the gear curve because it's mythic plus it's, it's mythic rating that has its own specific gear curve mounts don't mm-hmm. really affect your gear curve none of that affects the gear curve it's when you're taking things like legendaries that's where the issues are coming in at least for me i mean that's but kind it, of my problem but, right but, now too like what i was saying for mythic plus dungeons well i guess that's the same thing so so when you do a mythic raid you get mythic gear and that helps you progress your gear curve for mm-hmm. mythic Right. Correct. Yep, which is the standard I mean, gear curve. Yep. Right. I think like um a Mythic Plus set would be nice or something some kind of synergy or turn in token. Because so what I the people I feel sorry for are people mm-hmm. who are casuals that want their best in slot legendary, but it might be locked behind Denathrius. What's Denathrius? Sire last Denathrius. Boss. Last, last boss. Last boss. The first last boss. Okay. Got it. Yeah, I mean, you guys, you, you gotta remember it's to Kevin. Them. He doesn't remember NPC names, even if they're important no. NPCs. Oh, Denathrius no. is the last boss, and so for I, reference, see is Sarah. Um, and 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 Patty Cakes brings up a really interesting point in chat, which is that we we, we do gripe a lot about content coming from different uh different paths, uh and blizzard squeezing what they can from your sub but she thinks that's great and that's totally fine everyone's allowed to have their own opinion i mean i my problem is specifically about what gav said regarding the torgast and the rating or the torgast and the dungeons where you gotta bang torgast in order to get the bis and that was that was a bad that was actually a bad faith analogy that was actually a really bad faith analogy because Torghast is tied to Torghast is tied in with the legendary system. Uh, right. All in favor of Vito and Kevin banging things. <laughs> I can't. I, I, I think that I, I think that um, I think it was a bad faith argument on my part. <clears throat> in that Soul Ash is tied to Torghast. As Carrie is saying in chat. Um, soul, soul ash is tied to soul gas, soul gas, soul gas. Soul ash is that's core. Kevin banging things. Soul ash is core to the legendary progression system. Yes, and I, 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 at a core level, I understand what they're doing, and I support them trying to get people to branch into other parts of the game. But I also understand from, say, the arena player's perspective, where in the past, Blizzard has had a very bad habit of locking some of their stuff behind non-arena activities. Or the, I only raid, I don't do mythic, I don't do arena, being power for raid being locked behind, say, arenas. There are parts of the game that I don't enjoy. Mm -hmm. And... At times, it can be very frustrating where you there are times like you have very, to do those. Yeah, where it's where I feel like I'm forced into doing it. Yeah. I mean, but Patty Cakes is saying if you're not a, if you're a casual, then you shouldn't expect to get BIS. I mean, I consider myself relatively casual. I don't. Chris, you are not a casual in any shape you or form. S- hold, on, hold on, hold on. You say that. I don't play WoW constantly. I think last week I played maybe... I don't, th- 
I mean, played play eight hours. I don't hours think the amount of time you play. I don't think the amount of time you play is direct is a direct correlation to how casual or hardcore you are. I think it's the end goals that you are shooting for in the game the level you're playing at, not the time amount of time you're putting into it. Yeah. I've known and plenty I of people that just log as, on for real. I wouldn't class you as hardcore and game, but I also wouldn't class you as, ca- as I would say you were between you're, casual you're and hardcore. That, that's why our guild is called car- hardcore casuals. Yeah. So <laughs> the thing is, it's like, it's it's the level of play that you are presenting. Um, and you play at a relatively high level. It's not that you're playing at top echelons right. or at dumpster tier like Kevin and I. <laughs> <laughs> throwing kevin out of the bus with me there a little bit um right under yeah straight under the bus with kevin and i um but it's like it's not like you play at dumpster tier like kevin and i but you don't also play at you know mythic you're you're not playing at like carry level like mythic rating level right not anymore i i, I think that huh not anymore <laughs> not anymore no you were a hardcore for a while there yeah, Wrath, uh, 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 not Wrath, Cataclysm and Mess were, were fun times. <laughs> um, It was BC through the very beginning of Mists for me. Cataclysm, Mess, I mean, and the first tier of Warlords were when we were pushing a lot of the stuff. End of Cataclysm. End of Cataclysm when we did... When we were doing Heroic Dragon Soul. That was actually some of the most fun I had, like, getting on three nights a week. Yeah, so LB's point is is that the memories that you can get for your legendaries come from the easiest version of every activity that they can be obtained from the easiest version. So LFR, for example. Yes, you can get your memories from Which LFR. I don't get... think Denathrius LFR is available yet. Uh, no, they've just no. released Wing 2. They just released Wing 2 last week. So, so you can't even get it. No, you can't yeah, get I mean, Denathrius is... LFR. <clears throat> If yeah. you're only LFR. So, and that, yeah, that's, that's edge fine. cases. There aren't, I don't yeah, know right. whose so best in slot drops off of Denathrius. Somebody's best in slot probably drops off of Denathrius. Mm-hmm. But I don't know whose that is. I feel like it's going to be the Death Knights. Uh, it's always the Death Knights. They're always the outliers. <laughs> they do tend to be outliers. It's like Death Knights or Demon Hunters or something stupid like that. They, they um, always tend know. to be the ones that are getting shafted. Yep. Um, yeah. And Patty Cakes brings up the point that uh, in isn't that what wow's already always been about you know relating to another comment that she made earlier people community and doing a little bit of everything on the pillars of gameplay i and this is this is crotchety old gav complaining about things as always but blizzard broke the community yeah they broke the server community now there is a greater whole community yeah but i feel absolutely zero connection to them yeah, like there is zero connection yep. to people on your server anymore. It's just a case of, oh, I have my guild. That's about it. Well, yeah. it, I mean, unless you have a guild or unless you have a group of friends that you play with all the time, I feel little to no connection to with anyone playing WoW. I feel more or less that I'm just having a parallel experience to them. And even that's I kind mean, of broken by everything that you can do in WoW, the levels of tiers of stuff that you can do in WoW. There's a lot of different things that I think separate us more than pull us together. Back in the so, day, you had to have a good reputation on your server or you were getting nowhere. You got nothing. Yep. yep. 
There was no ninja looting because well, no, there was, well, there was, there was. But well, there there was, was but there the was repercussions for it. There was people who had the pockets to server transfer and name change, which happened on my side. You know, and like people had reputations of you know, like oh, this person you can count on them to craft stuff or you can count on this person for this or this person knows that or you know like oh they have this key that's hard to get to whatever because remember when the keywords were a thing i was the ubers and scolo guy on my server i had a hundred percent of all the keys but i was the crafting person i, I was would log in and get tells yeah i would log in and get tells from other raid leaders saying oh um we need the fire resistance gear. Can can you make someone? I'd be like, yeah, I'm here. Just bring me the mats. Um, oh, we need Ani cloaks. Okay, do you, do you have the scales? We need that. Yeah, for sure. Let's like I because I had all the leather working patterns. Like that was my thing. And it, yeah, so I feel like I because I I did a I changed my guild from my very small guild at the end of wrath to a much larger guild that was known for doing very serious content uh they were a faction change from the best horde guild on our server they faction changed to alliance because racials are something in mists um uh, uh, racials and, and mess were better for alliance rating yeah, and so they race changed to Alliance, and they needed to pick up an off tank and some other stuff, and I was doing perfectly fine. I was, their off tank actually was online for promotion to a main tank because their main tank was going to college, and a bunch of other stuff was happening. Uh, and yeah, just shit hit the fan. It went sideways. Nikolai was involved in this. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. Nikolai was involved in this. He and I is, is he the one with the web page? Yeah. yeah. So three okay. of us. Let's so not, yeah, we three of us, which now. were some of the top performers in our guild, got transferred over. Uh, we we got pulled in when these people did a faction transfer. They pulled us in. It was a resto shaman, resto druid, shadow priest, and me as a protection paladin, because we got they scouted us. They 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 knew who we were. We were okay with a lot of potential, and we had a lot of free time. And something went sideways, and like Nikolai got benched because it was Nikolai being Nikolai. <laughs> that doesn't shock me. That shocks me zero percent. Then they tried to have me switch to like the off tank because their main tank got rejected from his college of choice, and he wasn't going to go to college. Period. Just a bunch of shit happened, and I ended up losing all the bonds and connections I had on that server at that point. Cause I was like, I'm not interested in being an off tank main spec ret. I'm not interested in being main spec ret off tank. I am just not interested at all. I'm just like, y'all it's fine. It's whatever. And I got shit healed after that and kicked. And I just stopped playing. Like my old guild wouldn't talk to me anymore. I apparently had a reputation on the server for a while uh at they some specious rumors were being spread about me um yeah that happened to me I just, ones. <laughs> yeah i just wasn't interested in it anymore i just really it was just like i'm done i'm fucking done i quit i'm gone i'm out i'm out i'm out i'm out i'm out and 
Yeah. And then I came back and everybody I knew had either stopped playing or they had server transferred or they had changed their mains or something like that, something like that. I just, I came back and I didn't have any connections and then, yeah, just wasn't interested. Hey. Oh, we got raided. Um, hello, Stone. How you doing, buddy? Hello, Stone. Hey, people. Stone. Hi, Stone um, on the people. Thank just... you for the raid. Hi, wrestling Welcome, peoples. Welcome, everyone. Hope you like the podcast. Hope you like four honkies just talking about old wow. Hey, who are you calling a honky? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why do we have to? Okay. Everyone, this isn't. This is pretty much hey, indicative Carrie. of what you'll see in the show. So. <laughs> this is this is about the extent of what you're going to get here. You're you're coming in on uh, Gav's therapy night. Um, we're talking to him about his old raid days and <laughs> how we kind of feel, how we sort of how we feel not... about the community of WoW right now, which is which again it's... we have talked this fucking topic to death so many times together yeah alone. we seem to do that a lot the right way to put it we we do like just we do dumpster out on wow a lot because I'm we kind we, of unsure where from our show notes we even got on this tangent because i'm lost on where we are at this point <laughs> we're but. still in wow we have we're still on wow well. we're still on wow we are not even anymore we, uh, we were talking about okay exclusive exclusivity went to borrowed power went to gap therapy night TLDR, I have not felt like I've had a community in WoW since probably Cataclysm. Uh, bitch, we're your community. (laughs) Yeah, but we're his community outside of, even outside of WoW. That's the difference. And and the thing is, it comes, it's the same point for my WoW guild. Yes, I met a lot of them in WoW, but that community spread out to other things like legends here's the storm uh we all play final we all played final fantasy together it, it that that core group wasn't a wow group anymore that core thing. group was just a community but that and that is a good thing and it came from wow but even if we all stopped playing wow tomorrow we'd all play other games together Exactly. Wow, wasn't the thing. Thing. Wow the was... thing is, I don't feel like I have a community in WoW. There is no strictly. WoW community that I am part of anymore. It's I'm part of a major community, but I'm no, I'm not part of. There is no WoW community that I'm part of anymore that I feel connected to. Okay, I, it... and and I get that, but in in a bigger sense, if you look at it, is that not a better thing that their that your community has now? It's... Gotten to the point where it's extended beyond just one game. No, so if no, you it walk is. Away from that, you're not without that group it is it's fantastic you've grown past that which is wonderful no no it's It's, great great but it's like it doesn't give me any joy in wow specifically yeah there's no there's a reason that i'm on and off with wow so frequently if i wanted because i don't have any ties if i wanted to be the most toxic human being on wow i could do that and probably get away with it without, without any repercussions from the community because name change server change Oh, they don't even have server chains. Servers aren't even a part of this game anymore, really. Until you get the ban hammer. From yeah, from Blizzard. Was, I'm talking I was about. Say I'm talking I'm really about. Not. I'm, I'm just. I'm just about, not because I'm not. I'm talking about. I, I think no repercussions from what would have been a massive WoW community uh, on my specific server. There would have always been repercussions for things like that. There are no repercussions we, anymore. We are not in disagreement about the overall community. It is better. We are better people as a whole 
because we have a larger community around us that we engage with and a larger community for us to fall back on. Mm -hmm. Wow. Specifically, I do not have any, any, any drive or connection to wow itself. If I had a guild, I would still probably be just as quiet because my community is outside of wow as a separate entity. Yeah. My core community is outside of WoW. Yep. I could be in a guild, just like LB was in a guild called Christmas is Cancelled <laughs> that didn't feature anybody from our community. Didn't feature anybody from our community in that guild. I love that guild thing. But he played WoW with them. Mm-hmm. Sure. But then the community fell apart. Because it was I a mean, separate group of disparate other communities that had banded together. Even, even, you know, when was the last time we played a game together that wasn't Among Us or League? I mean, I feel like you can have the same problem with a group um, of friends because they want to play different games. Love for Dead you know? 2, Phasmophobia, um, you know, I mean, stuff in Torghast. Um, it's not like we're all playing Dungeons and WoW. Like, like, we had five people together the other night. We could have easily done Dungeons and we're like, no, let's play let's play this other game or let's do something else. I mean, I feel well, like it's it you can have the same problem with an outside of the outside of the game community as well. It's not just, you know, a problem to an in-game community, I guess. And I'm not saying I can't build a meaningful connection in WoW. I have trouble doing that in general. And this is a direct direct relation to what Carrie's saying. It's like I doesn't mean that I can't build a meaningful connection and wow, I have difficulty doing that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I have difficulty building the connections in wow. I don't know if it's a lack of shared experience or I'm just a contrarian because I am a fucking contrarian. I admit that one to the fucking straightest point. I am a contrarian and I am a bit of an asshole sometimes. But. <laughs> I, I have a habit of pushing people away. I am a contrarian ass. Uh, I do have a habit of pushing people away. That's something I do. Because um, it's so much easier in the long run for me to deal with it that way. Though that's not a healthy behavior for an individual to take. I mean... I am aware of this. You tried to do that with some of us. Didn't really work. <sighs> I mean, you it's... all ate lead paint as children. Yep, probably. Yep. Probably. Um, but it's not a healthy behavior. I know it's not a healthy Anywho. behavior. But it's like, yeah. So, the, yeah, I think, you know, the, there's a lot of people making good points in chat right now. There's um, a lot of people making good know. points in general all over the place. This is the most active the chat's yeah. been. I love it. <laughs> but, it, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, is that there's issues in game. There's issues out of game. I think that a lot of people are making good points about just, like, getting involved and, like, be the change that you want to be in the world. You know, mm-hmm. like if you want to build a community, then work on building a community. And it doesn't matter that we're on different servers. It doesn't. I mean, I think it's easier when you, I think I think any community is easier to build when you're kind of thrown into a situation together and you're forced to build that community. So like what we were saying originally about everyone being on the same server, you're kind of stuck with those people and you see them day in and day out and they're doing the same kind of content as you. And I think it's easier to build connections with them it's harder when we're on different shards and we're getting thrown into lfr groups and you know random things like that when you're randomly putting people together from a pool of thousands 
yeah, I think that's naturally going to be harder to build a community than if you only see the same people all the time in that same area. Was, well, and yeah. Bill made a comment earlier too. Like, you get in a group of randos and like you try to say hi to people or you try to start a conversation and it's just like nothing. Like, right. Because they know they're not going to see you after. Yeah. You're, like, you're, it's, I'm never going to see this person again. Why would I spend right. 10 seconds to be nice? Like, Right. Take 10 why, seconds to say it's, hi. It's why I'm not trying to make friends walking down the street in New York City with every person that I pass. I mean, I'm going to see him for 20, you know, five You're seconds. clearly not Canadian because we try to make friends with everybody on the street. <laughs> uh, you're clearly not Southern because we try to make friends with everybody. <laughs> oh, no, I'm Scottish for assholes. <laughs> there's four different viewpoints right there. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> you're a fucking Yankee, it's, Kevin. That's expected. Yeah, anywho, it's... I think, well, it's easier when you're kind of stuck with those people to kind of build a community. I mean, like, even, you know, at work, I don't think any of us would, like, randomly go out in in the world and just, like, randomly pick the same people that we would have at work as, like, our close closest friends. But you find people and you connect with people and you kind of build bonds and connections with people because you're in kind of a like situation together. Um, and it's, I think it's easier to do that because you're seeing those people day in and day out. And okay. not necessarily wait, like, wait, you know, so you're saying randos. that you're not going to make strong bonds with the people that you work with? No, I'm saying that, like, you really find connections with people that you work with because you're together with them. You're working with them all the time, you know, and you naturally gravitate or become closer friends with certain people and not other people. Okay, because the way you worded it, it sounded like you're saying the opposite. And I was kind of going to throw out Mandy because, you know, <laughs> let's please, you know. I might even bleep that. I don't I don't want that out there. But it's like, yeah, um you you naturally gravitate to people that you're kind of thrown together with. And I I agree with Chris's original point about being on a single server together and only playing with people on that server, you kind of naturally gravitate towards those people and you make bonds and you know them more. Like reputation doesn't matter now and well. If you're just playing with like randoms outside of like a guild or a, a group of people you see on a regular basis. Anywho. Yeah, no, so, I agree with Kevin entirely on that point there. Yeah. For those who are watching live, I'm sorry that I'm snacking, but yeah, I'm starving. That's all right. Anywho. Well, that was um, tangent after tangent we... after tangent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let, 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 let's get we're, this we're back on a train track. Inception. I yeah. think we're going to call this episode Tangent Inception. Uh, um, so, well, this is good. I mean, we really didn't have a whole lot else to go with this week. So. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few, there's I, a few I other go, I want. I want the story behind the Heroes of the Storm uh, in, in show notes. I, I want that. Sorry. <laughs> um, so again, quick, I, uh, other stuff that I because I feel like it goes really about. well with me snacking. I can snack through this story because it sounds like story time. I need this story. Okay, so um, because Neth needs to snack, uh, I I mentioned this earlier in the show notes, but I uh, played a uh, tournament match. There is a tournament website called Heroes Lounge, um, and I played on a team. And I think the main the main issue here is. Um, we just didn't have a lot of time to practice together ahead of time, and that's why we lost our matches this week. I feel like if we would have spent more than uh, half an hour, well, if we would have spent more than zero hours ahead of the actual tournament match playing together as a full team, that would have been extremely helpful in our tournament match. 
So, um, you know, I think this comes back to like, how seriously do you want to take something and then act like you're not or you are taking it seriously? You know, it's like if I go out and practice basketball and I'm just shooting around and like just randomly trying to hit three pointers or playing horse with a friend, that's different than if I go out and play basketball and I do drills, you know, and playing I playing what? Do basketball. I'm just basketball relating drills. this to yeah. sports. Like No, no, he said playing sport. something with a friend. Basketball. Basketball. He said if basketball. Said playing games or whatever. I mean, there there's a difference between but he said like horse or house. Horse. horse. Okay, see horse. there. Bill says horse. What horse. the fuck is horse? Horse is a tight it's it's just a shooting we practice. Don't have to- it's just a shooting practice. It's just a right. shooting practice from different Shoot angles around. of the of the ang- of the uh, arch. Look at it's me asking for story time. We have time to explain horse. Okay, look. What's horse? So you randomly pick a spot on the court and you shoot the basket. <laughs> you try to get a basket. Okay, now if you get the basket, then the person behind you or the other person that you're playing with has to get the basket too. If they don't, okay. then they get a letter. You get the H. And they start spelling out the word horse. And whoever so spells out the word H. horse first Jerry, loses. Jerry, I did gymnastics and synchronized swimming as a child. There's no horses involved. Essentially, <laughs> essentially, if you if you yeah. if you if your opponent makes the shot and you don't, you get the letter. And if you the first person to spell out the word horse loses. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm with you. Exactly. Okay, continue. Continue. So, We're good. What I'm saying is, you can. I mean, like, and granted, I was playing a lot of quick matches, so it's like that's not very good practice for tournament play either but Mm -hmm. i think playing the game is kind of the first step (laughs) playing the playing like a tournament match or a storm league match would be like a second step and then playing together would be like a third step so i feel like the more you practice like how you're going to be playing in the tournament match the better you'll be just like in any sport you know how you practice matters practicing matters so not playing together or not practicing or not, you know, practicing how you're going to be playing in the tournament match matters. So I think we would have done a better job if we would have actually played together. That's, that's kind of the end well, of my I mean, story there. That's, that's the core that's, of it. That's a valid team. thing. That's Eddie, you have to practice if you want to be good together. Right. But to like, to yell at people and to treat them like, you know, we, you know, well, first of all, I don't think yelling at people is a great motivator in the first place. Um, oh, fear but... is a fantastic motivator, Kevin. <laughs> That's dark and twisting, Gav. Don't do that. Yeah, um, but I, Stone? Yeah. Fear so, is a fantastic motivator, don't you know? But, but um, you know, acting like this is the hardest of hardcore matches when we haven't played a single game together, you know, prior to the match is, I don't think, the right thing to do. But that's just me. Anywho, that's my story time. I hope you're done your snack, Neff. Um, let's move on to something. And Kevin yep, never around. played with so, those people again after they heard this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, real quick, uh, so uh, for those of you who know him, Iskar uh, Dinayala from Team 5 uh, from Hearthstone uh, did an interview, did an AMA, basically. Okay. Uh, a blue post AMA kind of thing. It was a community question and answer session. Um there wasn't a whole lot of interesting there was a lot of interesting things from a mechanical standpoint that came out during this conversation uh but one of the interesting ones that they did mention uh is that they are looking to develop more modes where you can just jump into the game 
rather than having to build up a set of cards and build up a set of things like standard and wild is things like battlegrounds where you literally just play the game that's it or some of the tavern brawls where you just get a deck and you start playing uh, they did also confirm that duels will have a continue to be a limited number of rotating sets uh, spanning the entire lifespan of Hearthstone, which at this year's this point is over six years at this point. Um, there, the specifically mentioned how card generation is kind of problematic, but it's not going to last forever, and we should see it lessen significantly over the next the course of the next year with the rotation happening. Um, they're happy with a lot of stuff. They're not happy with a lot of other stuff. TLDR. Well, Gav, we had talked a few weeks ago or months ago at this point that there was issues with the battle pass. Did I was going to ask, yeah. Kind of, sort of. I be, will be totally and brutally honest with you. I pretty much dropped Hearthstone at that point. Uh, as you may have known, I have not mentioned like actually seriously sitting down and playing Hearthstone and like unlocking my card back or things like that over the last three or four months. <laughs> yeah, something like that. At least two. At least two. Yeah, so I have really not played too seriously. They did some things to smooth out the gold generation and shifting some of the less desirable uh, rewards off of the pass, but I I believe I'm still sitting at level five on the pass. Yeah, doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I got, I was like, nope. I mean, I, I would have thought that the, it would have caused more controversy and that they would be doing more about that or that would be the focus of like what these discussions um, would be about. The Outrage Machine has ADD. Yeah, <laughs> the Outrage Machine has ADD for every single Outrage. <laughs> yep. Yep, the Outrage Machine 100% has ADD. Uh, they just, they get pissed off about it for a couple of weeks and then it's just like, oh, no, no, no. So some of the Hearthstone content creators out there are still writing their ass about it. Solem is a good one that I mentioned specifically because he has done quite a few videos about the battle pass and how it's kind of a pile of shit. Um, yeah, but I, I, can, I cannot recommend his videos about the battle pass and some of the mathematics and things behind it. Uh, highly enough, I will make sure that I get a link to his YouTube page all in the show notes today. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, there. It's a very long. It's a it's a very long sort of thing, and it's not really an interview. It's a Q and A, so they get a chance to. They don't have to answer every every difficult question, and in fact, I don't believe they specifically mentioned the battle pass at all during the AMA during the uh, Q&A, I don't believe they mention it at all. So, yeah, very carefully choosing the uh, the things. Um, Should we move on to yes. some more controversy? Sure. Let's go head down to the clusterfuck that we were going to report on last week when it was still fresh news, and now we're two weeks behind with our hot takes. I, yeah, I don't really want to get into this too much, but Cyberpunk 2077 has been sued, at least in the United States, and I think there's an ongoing investigation in Poland. Um, 
regarding some of their uh, claims that the Cyberpunk game would work on current generation consoles, and it really didn't, um, or it was released with a ton of bugs. Um, there's plenty of news articles to read about this. I think, you know, the, I hope this kind of takes us from a culture of let's put out every single alpha and beta that ever existed to like let's actually try to refine games and make sure they're ready to go before they're released well okay so we have to talk about that there is a place to say when the game's done the game is done how many delays did cyberpunk 2077 go through cyberpunk 2077 was supposed to be released on ps4 like like march yeah, but Cyberpunk was Cyberpunk was supposed to be released before even the next gen consoles were rele- were announced. Mm-hmm. Like the delays well, for that game is ridiculous. I think and some I get, of that I... some of that's also could be could be misconstrued okay. as potentially trying to adjust their stock price. You it know, was like... so it was delayed three separate times. It was Cyberpunk going... was delayed. Three separate times. It was supposed to be released before the Final Fantasy VII remake initially. Right. It, it's it, there. There. There's a point where it. There, there's a point where you go from oh the game just needs polish the game just needs polish to is there some sort of larger fundamental flaw happening which in this case there was obviously some kind of larger fundamental flaw with the game. Mm-hmm. based on the fact that the PC version, despite them saying that is that was what they did the most of the development time on, is still a bit of a mess. Yeah. Like, and, and the, the not to mention the console versions. Not even yeah. getting into that. Like, there's there is some sort of fundamental issue. There was some sort of fundamental breakdown with the development of this game that we don't know what the fuck happened. And that's just weird. Yep. It's all been very um, closed doors, eh? <laughs> yeah. The the most like the the biggest concern for me is that they knew the play- the console versions weren't ready, especially with what happened with well, the review the the review keys. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's exactly what LB is saying is is that us as the public and the investment community, we didn't know that the the current generation console games were shit and broken and tons of bugs in them. But they're you know they're alleging that. CD Projekt Red did know that, yeah. purposefully hid it from us, and tried us to get to buy the game. But, um, well, there's no argument that there's no you can't argue that they there, you can't argue against the fact that they legitimately hid it. They flat out hid it. They weren't giving anyone access to review those copies. They were only giving access to review the PC version. Yeah. They they, but, per, that, they purposefully yeah. didn't give out console review keys. They, they per- we didn't give out review keys. They, that they did explain that in the video it. they released yesterday, by the way. They did try to explain that away, so but I some, think they did a poor job at it. Honestly, some developers do do that, though. Mm-hmm. There are some developers, when they do multi-plat, where they only release one version of the game for review. That does happen. It's not super common. Uh, 
it's not super common that it happens, but it does happen periodically. I mean, what was misleading were the two videos that I linked on the last show that clearly showed a side-by-side -side comparison between this is what it's like on the current gen console, this is what it's like on the next gen console, showed it running perfectly smooth, no bugs, no anything, and that has not been player's experience in the game. I think okay. that is that is purposefully or that is misleading, period. No, yes, no, 100%. Um, carry, uh, we also have somebody in chat uh, that's mentioning that uh, sources have said that their QA over at CDPR uh, flagged it as a red risk category a year before it released, and it never improved. On the PS4, Xbox... Uh, uh, development cycle so there's a fundamental flaw in the game on consoles that prevented them from getting it out or they simply cut their losses and put their development time into into the pc version there's it's it's one of those two is my guess but it's that's super problematic. And had they just been a little, I think they've been more open and honest about it. They could have gotten out of all of this. Yep. But they never said word one besides, oh, the game's in a polish. The game's finished. We're just putting polish on it. The game's finished. We're putting polish on it. The game's finished. We're putting polish on it. And then it releases as it does. As a clusterfuck, right? It, it was practically Ubisoft level of release. <laughs> Anywho, the, the, uh, as I as I mentioned, the <laughs> apology video is also out there. Um, yeah. Um, so they do have an apology video. Uh, Chris, you caught that? Oh, I saw that too. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't think Gav saw it. I probably didn't. Uh, it, there is a uh, video that is called "Our Commitment to Quality" by <laughs> CDPR about uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Uh, it is featuring uh. Founder, actually, not creator. Um, Kevin. Uh, yeah, it's co-founder, not co-creator. He's trying to edit the show notes so that I say the right thing as we say it. And yeah, then he gives you the I'm wrong thing. The fourth wall. <laughs> and he gave me the wrong thing. So I'm breaking the fourth wall on that one. Uh, so Marcin Novinsky, uh, who is one of the co-founders of uh, CDPR. Um, <laughs> he is one of the co-founders of CDPR. Put out a video um it's available uh on youtube and we'll also have a copy of a uh, link for it in the show notes uh but tldr it's a non-apology apology yeah yeah uh who was it that did the last one that we mentioned chris do you remember uh the last non-apology apology uh i mean was um, that? we can less it copy was it was blizzard we can less copy some amounts of youtubers but the last non-apology apology was blizzard, blizzard with, the the beat with the hong kong issue yeah 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 it was brack during the hong kong thing yeah yep. during uh blitz chug mm -hmm. yep. That's yep. that was the last ap oh. non-apology apology so if you ever just want to kind of sorry your, not sorry if you ever kind of want to feel your blood boil just a little bit that uh, our commitment to quality video is great yeah, I watched yes. it. I watched it yesterday. I did not. I still haven't watched it actually. I yeah, watched, watch your screen. I watched it yesterday. Insulting my Ubisoft. Yeah, Nat, Nat's gonna cut Gav. <laughs> um, yeah. we have we have a lot. 
supposedly we have a lot of Ubisoft people who listen to us, but yeah, not sure. <laughs> I will shit on Ubisoft all day long. Hey, we I we're, won't. We are literally I a podcast. I wanted to play From Dust, but I refused to install the Ubisoft launcher. So, as a point, we are literally a podcast that's built up from just World of Warcraft. And what company do we shit on more than any, any other? <gasps> ooh, ooh, I'm gonna go Blizzard. Good call. <laughs> Nat, you get a gold star. Yay, I got it. Nat, you get a gold Let's star. Let's move on to Ubisoft news. Lucas <laughs> 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 um. Kevin, the comedic timing there was, that was perfect, my man. Beautiful. That was fantastic. <laughs> Just it's trying fantastic. to get through this goddamn show. Lucasfilm's game has, is uh, ending their exclusivity with EA Games and cr- doing two partnerships. Okay, in the so, up- so, so, not Lucasfilm's game. Not, not Lucasfilm games. Lu- Lucasfilm's, I think Lucasfilm's is creating a game division called Lucasfilm Games. Yes. Yes. And they're doing partnerships with two companies, one of them with Ubisoft and creating an open world Star Wars game. And the other is uh, with Bethesda doing an Indiana Jones style First non-Star Wars AAA game no, out of not the style games. an Indiana Jones title title Indiana um, Go- Indiana Jones game which I legit want to play if they're gonna put yeah. out an Indiana Jones game I would I love Indiana Jones it's how just, is it how is it gonna not be that other game that came out that was basically the Uncharted, Indiana Jones Uncharted it's gonna be it's exactly. gonna be either un- it's gonna either play like Uncharted or it's gonna play like Tomb Raider it's gonna be one or the other yeah it's gonna be one of the two which I don't mind. Yeah, well, I don't I mean, mind because both are great Tomb Raider games. is now Uncharted, though. Yeah, Tomb Raider just plays like Uncharted. <laughs> yeah. Um, Who so, did Uncharted? Was that Bethesda? Uh, no, uh, Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. Was Uncharted. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, famous for Crash Bandicoot. Woo! What are they um, going to do new? Or how is that going to be different than those two games? We don't know. We no, have to give them an opportunity to try to develop it. I just hope that the character's flesh doesn't like unwrap itself uh, on day one. I hope Indiana Jones does not turn into a skeleton on day one. Uh, I'm just going to smoke a lot of weed and <laughs> drive my helicopter into the ground. <laughs> so, uh, um, oh, anywho. So what this what what this is what the, the thrust of this is that EA has lost the exclusivity rights to Star Wars. Which I'm kind of glad about. Probably and, because they done fucked it up too many well, times. No, it, it's not that they lost it strictly. It's just that the contract wasn't renewed. They had a two year exclusivity deal or five year or something. I don't remember what the exact exclusivity deal was, um, but EA had an exclusivity deal for with 10 years. Disney, by the way, essentially. 10 years. It was a 10 year. Okay. So it was a 10 year exclusivity deal. Um, EA just fucked it up every fucking step of the way. Yeah. Um, Are you sure on that note, by the way, battlefield Two, starfront battlefront Two, battlefront two mm-hmm. is free on Epic. Yeah. Games I already, uh, it's got, got a good it. campaign from what I understand. I already I have to got play it. it. <laughs> I hate I, I hated um, so installing the, the epic launcher, but I got it. Hold yeah. on the 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 squadrons game was EA though, and that wasn't complete dog shit, right? No, but squadrons was clearly designed as a VR game. Yeah. Who put out Beat Saber? Because apparently that shit's addictive. Uh, I don't think that was EA. I think it was just. I don't believe it. No, I think I I don't. It's so it's not it's not actually Star Wars. It's just that they look like lightsabers. That's that's <laughs> yeah. just kind of the the the, the yeah. visual style. Yeah. Yeah. 
Might um, as well be Star Wars. Yeah. Um, the developer is Beat Games. So this was obviously a small, just a small company. Yeah. This is a very small company, and this is their first game kind of thing. Uh, Any, they're Czech. Anywho, um, wasn't it uh, the group that did... Oh, man, who was the one that did the Apex Legends? Did they do the Star Wars Squadron, too? Like, I think they... I think maybe what happened was, like, hey, we have some other... Like, EA... Yeah, EA in general is fucking it up. And, the, and like, hey, if we work with this other developer, it work, goes a lot better or this other well, subdivision. I think and... it's Disney diversifying out from the deal because mm -hmm. I think the deal does the deal predate no the deal doesn't predate Disney does it? Uh 10 years When did when did, Des when did Disney me, buy I'm googling I'm googling. Thank you. When did yeah. Disney buy Star Wars? But yeah, it's 2002 it's 2012. So it Wars. does predate Okay, so the deal, so the so the ten year exclusivity deal predates the Disney purchase. This yeah. was when Lucasfilm was an independent entity. They made an exclusive deal with, yeah. with EA for this. Yeah. Mm. But now that's no longer a thing. They're not yeah. Disney's not renewing it. They're going with other companies. Well, Disney is making Lucas game Lucasfilm games again. Mm -hmm. So, um, the open world Star Wars game. Isn't this going to be what? What's that other one that we played, Chris? Knights of the Old Republic. Mm, yeah, or, or LB. Yeah, yeah. there's the Star Wars: The Old Republic, which is the MMO, and then you got Star Wars: Tour. Knights of the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic Two, which are the two single player games. Action. Yeah, single player action kind of games. Oh, we lost Craig. We lost uh, Craig. Yeah, I know. I'm, I just got a warning. Yep. Oh. <clears throat> well. So, yeah, we are going to be going to our backup file today, it looks like. God damn it, Craig. You had one job. I also screwed up me. I'm, I'm, I'm weird. Fix it. Yep. Can we bring, can we bring Craig back purely so I don't have to fix all the things? We're trying to. Trying? We're trying. It takes a minute for him to join back in. Alternatively, can someone just come into our Discord channel? Um, so, uh, while this is all going on, um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be weird. Open world. Oh, so I'm back. thinking Red Dead Redemption slash GTA set in Coruscant. That would be cool. Mm. Think GTA GTA Online in Coruscant. I mean, I, I would like some kind of like. I'm good. I don't mean loot boxes, but something like action combat Genshin Impact like that. Recall. But with. Um, Star Wars instead of anime and no loot box. So that's not an open world games. game though, Kevin. That's not open world? Okay. That's not open world. I thought Open world is like Assassin's Creed, um Breath of the Wilds. Oh, and they also didn't say massively multiplayer. Not they gonna not. lie, I would love mm -hmm. an open world pod racing game. Just putting that out there. Yeah, Vils mentioned that, and I'm like, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. I wouldn't mind an open world pod racing game. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd be up for that. <laughs> the mount that's a pod racer. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not not gonna lie. I mean, I would love like a Gran Turismo or like a Forza or something, but it was open but world, it's, like the open world segments of Mad Max, uh, in in the in the car. But it's pod racing. I but want it's it. pod racing. Now this is pod <laughs> racing, Christopher. This so, is fucking pod racing, mate. <laughs> story driven or non story driven? 
doesn't have to be story. Doesn't driven. have to be story driven. It's, you know it's just a pod racing Ubisoft. game. For, for pod Ubisoft. racing, not you don't need a story. You know what? Ubisoft may completely fuck this up by doing their typical nonsense, where you've got a million different little fucking question Chris, marks what was on the map said? to do quests. And well, what was it you said yesterday about this, Chris? Was it you? Maybe. Where you said that uh, it might have been LB or somebody, but you have to climb to the top of the ATAT. That was LB. That was LB. Yeah, you have to climb to the top of the ATAT to see everything, and then you jump off. <laughs> no, but you know the typical shit they do with like Far with like Far Cry and other games that Neff plays, so, where she Kevin. has this, she's got to click, she's got a hundred percent the thing, and there's games a million Neff plays. Oh, Kevin, that um, Assassin's Creed collectathon. Yeah. I, oh my god, I would not. No, so I here's the thing. I would ar- I would disagree. That makes you do that. You don't have to do that. I would so, I, I like would disagree because the Spider-Man collectathon shit was a lot of fun. This Marvel Spider-Man okay. was a lot of fun. <laughs> so Chris, I'm going to tell you this right now. Mm-hmm. You know how much of a Star Wars fan I am. Yes. I know you're not as anywhere near as big a Star Wars fan no, as I am. No, I'm more of a Trekkie. I understand. But you know about how all of the old books and everything are non-canon now. Yes, the the it's a separate canon. Yes, the old. So a collectathon, a collectathon, where all the collectibles kind of link back into the <gasps> old lore, old to, canon, to, and kind to, of make it, yeah, bring the, it into the current canon. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. See, you see what I'm thinking about? Yeah. Here. So I want. Here's here's what I want. I what I will say. The one game that I think they did stupid stupid well with and i can't remember the exact name of it it's the one where you actually get to play it like a jedi that came out very recently vil will know the name uh, of it fallen order that's the one fallen order i really enjoyed playing through that i am not usually a, a someone who plays those style of games but i really fucking enjoyed it that was and so i i'm not taking anything away from ea for that one because i think it was, spawn's been playing that it was it was yeah, aesthetically but that, that was respawn. That it was, was like a subdivision. It was it was aesthetically beautiful to just to even just look at, and the combat was fantastic. The story was amazing. I want another one of those. That's what I want. But open world. But open world. Hmm. That that would be cool, and that had a story too. Oh, the story was beautiful in that game. Just yeah. bring back Star Wars Galaxies. I don't know. I just I see open world. I see Ubisoft. I see Collectathon in Star Wars's future. Can't I know? I know we're to, we're talking I, I Star Wars. I don't want it. I know we're talking Star Wars, but can we get mm-hmm. another Star Trek Bridge Commander, please? <laughs> can that just be a thing? I really loved that game. How about like a proper Star Trek game, Chris? Don't you want that instead? I either want another Star Trek Bridge Commander or I want another Star Trek Star Trek uh, 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 Starfleet Command. I think it was called. Okay, if we're gonna if we're gonna toss out pipe dreams, can I have a game based on Firefly so I get the rest of my fucking storyline? I mean, you probably no. you, it's unlikely because you know it didn't get past one season. So not true. Right, There's a lot of stuff in the comics that doesn't count. Shots fired. Shots so- fired. It does count. It's written by Joss Whedon. It's canon. It doesn't count. Anyway, getting back to getting back to Star Trek. Um, <laughs> Star Wars. Star Star Wars. I feel like do can we get an open world game that has a decent storyline, like a through storyline, 
for something that's either new or different or something like what what game did this knights of the old republic wasn't that one but it wasn't open world but wasn't that like one of the good ones that had a good story yeah the two knights of the old republic games were fantastic um except they were rushed they were very rushed but the thing is star wars Yeah, mid sentence, we're gonna pause. Sorry, someone decided to come in room. Um, so the the thing with the uh, the thing with um, mom or sister uh, doesn't matter. Brother in law. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the old so the the two old republic single player games were fantastic, and the story was great, but it was very rushed. And I completely agree with Gav on that one. The MMO continued the amazing story, but not so much the gameplay. <laughs> That felt no. th- that was just that was just like a, a slower version of WoW, um, Tartanic, <laughs> which we didn't need because you know, yeah. But the the story the story of it was amazing, and I will never complain about the story of any of those games, especially uh, the MMO in its later years. The story the story has been absolutely fantastic as it's moved on to the to the um, the Outlander stuff. It's real good. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. So, TLDR, I, Ubisoft's gonna fuck it up. <laughs> TLDR, Ubisoft's gonna mess this shit up. I, I'm, I'm with Gab on this one. I'm sorry, Neth. Neth, no, what do you I, think? I'll be pleasantly surprised. I'm a pessimist, so I'm just automatically what? gonna. No. I'm automatically gonna take the most, the worst possible answer, and you know, if I'm wrong, I'm pleasantly surprised about it. If I'm right, well, I knew it was coming. So, Neth, what do you think? Is Ubisoft so, gonna fuck this up? I don't know because it's Star Wars, so I honestly don't really care. Yeah, fair enough. Wow. Um, <laughs> I, just, so I don't guess? give a shit. So to our next topic, um, rumor has it currently uh, that Bungie is considering sunsetting. Sunsetting. For huh? those of you, for those of you that are not in the know, sunsetting is the process by which Bungie has removed older content from the game. Uh, to make way for newer content. Uh, most uh, The most uh, controversial one was removing items and basically giving them a power cap that they cannot exceed. We're um, talking Destiny, which, right? Yes, Destiny 2. Okay, that, that was a wee bit confusing what we were actually talking about. Yeah, Sorry. Uh, I said Bungie. I would assume that people would know what I'm talking about there, but that's, that's me making an assumption which makes an ass out of you and me. Um, sure. So... Okay, sunset- Mom. Sun's dad. Sunsetting is the process by which a piece of equipment or a piece of content is given a power cap uh, so that it cannot be used in future seasons. So the current power cap is 1460, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything from before, anything from Forsaken or before has a power cap of like 1050. Like two expansions ago or what? I believe it's two expansions ago, and then the last expansion, so the stuff before Beyond Light, but after Forsaken, has a power cap in the, I want to say it's just barely below the current power cap, so it's like 1350 or something So have they been sunsetting to avoid item level bloat, essentially? Sunsetting to remove older items that were kind of problematic and built really dumb. Rather yeah. than just fixing the item. They can't fix the item. Community would be in an uproar if they fixed the item. And it, it's probably also to cycle 
new guns and just but the community is already in an uproar for them series. removing it yes so the community it's is gonna a be catch 22 for yeah. them. it is literally a catch 22 for them they're gonna they're gonna be pissed off either way but i think fixing the item would piss off less people uh no fixing item would piss even more people off because if you change some iconic legendary weapon that people absolutely loved like if they came through and fucked up my god roll go figure i would be pissed off about it maybe just make them right in the first place well, uh, sunsetting <laughs> appears to have been the wrong course of action, so there are rumors currently swirling around that uh, sunsetting might itself be sunset at some point in the yeah, near future. W- weren't they also sunsetting entire planets? Oh yeah, no, no, they cut like half the planets out. Okay, that seems so. They would that, that be reverted to? Uh, we don't know. But it, Chris, it's all about. How much maintenance work do you want to do on old shit? And you're just giving I mean, yourself a bigger pile of shit. World of Warcraft's to... got so the same content sunset. in it that it had 16 years ago, with the exception of just like the redesign of the old world. So 10 so, year old content is still there. It's still Chris, used. Part of the problem is is that because every gun could be leveled up to max level every season, there were some guns that were just so fucking good that doesn't matter what they came out with unless it was some grossly overpowered piece of shit the old gun was still superior because you got your god roll on it you got your perfect uh um, you your perfect masterwork you got the perfect secondaries on it you got everything why would you switch if you had the perfect everything already that's the whole purpose of it because people were still going back two seasons like four seasons later going back and doing black armory stuff for some of the black armory weapons because they were so much better with the intrinsic perks that they had associated with. And don't some let them level up. Doing menagerie because some of the menagerie stuff was so good comparative don't, to even the most the best new guns you could get. Don't let the old guns level up to the new content. Wouldn't that just... That's what sunsetting is. That's what they But so the, the stuff's That's still in the game. Is. The stuff's still in the game. The gun, if you own the gun, it is still in the game. Mm-hmm. But it is sunset and cannot be power crept up. But you can't go and get so, it back for like transmog for like for like newer players. Transmog is something that isn't even in the game yet. But yes, so you and could go get an old gun and level it up to max level. And what sunsetting was is you could only level it up to like this one point, and then yeah, like basically not two expansions, thing. and then after two expansions, you wouldn't be able to level it up anymore. Now, Chris, I've mentioned before that I have problems with them removing content outright. I also have said I'm on record on this fucking podcast mentioning that it was a good thing they did that. In some ways. Because a lot of old seasonal content was necessary for power. Okay. I don't like how it was like, oh, yeah, well, I have to go get on and do all of my powerfuls and then do, you know, go and do all of my, uh, oh, uh, it's powerful and whatever. I don't remember what the other one is. Um, I have to go do all of those. And then I go back and farm old content from two seasons ago, from four seasons ago, because this one particular gun has a god rule that beats every other gun in the game. That sucked. <clears throat> it was great just having the same gun constantly because I always used Go Figure because I had a God Roll Go Figure and I like pulse rifles, so it worked out perfectly for me. When I started playing Beyond Light, I was shocked at how many different guns I was cycling through and experimenting with. It was good and healthy for the gameplay, 
because I was forced into using different guns. It sucked to lose content I paid for, though. Not sir. But I understand what they did and why they did it. <clears throat> well, I'm sad I can't use the stuff that I got in BFA in the current expansion. Yep. Very That's sad. a form of sunsetting. Yeah. But it's also just straight power creep. Oh, problems other games have solved. Well, the problem yeah. is, is that WoW <laughs> is a treadmill. The thing about Destiny is that you could get the gun you wanted and then just keep that gun, just keep upgrading that gun. Mm-hmm. And just bring it up to the new level of content. Yep. Rather than having to go out and get all new pieces of gear. At a certain point, though, how many fucking different combinations of the same fucking gun can you make? They're all just slightly different than one another. It's, it, you know... Every super... gun plays a little bit differently. Yeah. Even within the same family. Like, a high-impact yeah. versus a lightweight pulse rifle plays completely different. I get it. Let's see what they come up with later. Yeah, I'm interested to see what they try to do to try to fix this. I am rooting for Bungie. I am honestly rooting for Bungie after they did, after they split with Activision. I'm curious to see what happens and where they go from. Yeah. Yep. What's ha- what's happening with Riot Games? Uh, well, a lot of things. So for starters, um, the 2021 season kicked off last week. Uh, so that's not just for League, but that's for. Teamfight Tactics, that's for Wild Wild Rift. Wild Rift has officially started its first uh, ranked season. Um, Runeterra has also kicked that off. And um, what's the shooter called? Vigilant? Valorant. 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 I knew it started with a V. Uh, they have, the, the new ranked season for all of them has kicked off. Uh, TFT is a little bit behind. That's kicking off in a couple days, but uh, it's all getting ready to reset. Um, and with uh, with the start of the new season, they announced the brand new uh, champion coming to League of Legends. Uh, for anyone who knows anything about Senna and Thresh and uh, Lucian, uh, Viego, the Ruin King, who's very tied into the four of the three of them, is joining uh, the Rift. He will be more than likely going to be a, a jungler who will also jump uh, potentially top and and mid lane as a fighter champ a fighter champion he has a, a an interesting kit um as with all the new champions everything is like six paragraphs <laughs> so i'm not going to go through it all cuz that shit's a lot um but we will have a full he kill and then bring back and then they protect y- yeah pretty TLDR. much yeah yeah he could potentially fall into the support role as well. I can see being a thing. Um, but we will have a full. We will have the full uh, surrender at twenty dot net breakdown of him, as well as his uh, lunar beast release skin, as well as the chromas attached and the really really cool new ruin skins coming to Draven Shivana, and the new. Uh, Shanghai scroll skins coming to uh, Jin, Nautilus, uh, and Nico. The, those are some pretty, pretty, pretty skins. Um, we'll have links to all that in our sh- in our show notes. It also goes into details on the TFT Fates Two, uh, updates that's coming in a couple days. So that'll be very, very fun for anyone who plays Team Fight Tactics. Uh, TLDR, the moon falls. Yeah, moon falls going away, and we're getting a new dragon tamer, the dragon soul uh, one coming in, which 
looks as toxic and terrible. <laughs> so that's going to be fun and terrible to play with. Um, also, the 2021 splits for League Championship Series, so LCS uh, Competitive League has started. So if you're yep. interested in that, if you like keeping up with uh, watching splits and seeing how the tournament field will develop over the year, now's the time to look. Indeed. Uh, and very, very small change. Uh, Ramus is getting a minor visual upgrade with a change to his ultimate and his, uh, his taunt ability. Um, these changes are coming based from what is happening to Ramos when he joins Wild Rift uh, later this year. Um, they couldn't really get his ultimate kind of tacked on to the mobile version of the game, so they are redesigning it from the ground up, and that is coming to the PC version uh, as well. So, uh, soaring slam. Ramus will leap into the air and slam down at the target location, dealing magic damage and slowing enemies. If slowing slam is cast while Ramus is powerballing, uh, enemies near the center are also knocked up and take powerball's collision damage, ending the powerball effect. Uh, Ramus will also generate three additional shockwaves at the target location, each one dealing a small amount of magic damage and refreshing the initial slow. That's gonna really up him as a as a solid jungle pick going forward with mm -hmm. that change. A very strong initiate. Yeah, that is ridiculously strong initiate, and I'm very excited I to mean, get that. He already that has out. a really strong initiate as it is. Yeah, adding more onto it is going to be... You're going to see Ramus a lot more once this change goes mm -hmm. live. Uh, so uh, we'll also be getting a small update for Tom Kinch also coming along with that, uh, which is another one of the tankier characters in the game. Um... Sony related news though. This one was a fun one to keep an eye on as it was developing. Kevin, I think you know a little bit more about this than I do though. Um yeah, we had a discussion earlier uh, last week or whatever talking about uh base plates coming out for PlayStation what is it? Or 5 wait, 5 PlayStation PS5. 5. God. Um so obviously the PlayStation 5 comes with these giant silly white fins on the side of it and people want either an all black version or a different colored version than what it is now. So there was a company that was called supers with a three and a five in it. Speak. Um, there's yeah. And they had come out with like, it looked like it was more than just a faceplate, but it was just like the entire system and like an all black system that you could get. It was a PS2 theme. A so PS2 it was, it was gorgeous. It was a PS2 themed custom PlayStation uh, exterior for the most part. Right. So um, unfortunately, they tweeted out that the team was beginning to receive credible threats to their safety and subsequently canceled more than 300 plus units that they had sold out in in seconds, um, despite the fact that it was costing $650 and $750 each and i'm assuming that's like a how much of a up charge is that off of the base units not that much it's like 150 to 200 bucks i think right so ish they um they canceled all their back orders and they basically can't stop everything due to the fact that they were getting death threats so there's a bit more story to that okay go for there's it a little bit more story to that so some color they announced that they were going to be doing this and basically put they basically said, hey, these are going to drop, order them while you can. It was basically sort of a, a similar, sort of a limited drop kind of thing uh, from the 
information that I gathered about it. Um, they posted them. They were gone within seconds. And then supposedly people began DMing them death threats. Because their shop also broke for a second and there was also a bunch of other shit that went on with it. Just like any modern drop of a limited edition thing. Um, some people, though, are uh, spreading doubt on the story and uh, basically saying that they may have gotten a cease and desist from Sony. And that this was their way of covering their asses on it. There is that is a rumor that has happened. That is that is a rumor that is currently out there about it. Okay. Um, there there was a second company that decided to throw their hat in the ring with doing faceplates for the new PlayStation Five, and that is Deeperand. Um, if you're not familiar, they do skins for a lot of different products. I got um, Deeperand sw- uh, skins from my Switch. They've been around for a long time. I want to say. They've been around for yes. a while. I'd yeah, they're yeah. they're they're yeah. genuinely the, um, the leaders in and face face uh, face plates, face plates yeah. and skins and things like yeah. that. Yeah, they they announced it on um, they announced it on Reddit, and they also have a their headline for the well inside of the article. Their headline was "Sue us, Sony," <laughs> because they had already sued, um, or we think Sony that they sued. The- this other company super so, well also like sony has been like apparently kind of up in arms against people who have been trying to do custom versions of the ps5s for retail sale mm-hmm. uh because they probably have plans to release a black one at some point soon and probably call it a special edition or something like that yeah there i actually saw a company who um when i was at uh south by southwest last year who did like custom not only just colors but actual drawings and stuff on consoles and controllers and you could get a custom one made like you could just give them an image and have like an azeroth coast to coast controller or playstation or whatever can i just say Um, very quickly the mm -hmm. matte black faceplate that they're that dbrand are doing is fucking gorgeous it really is yeah yeah it's legit but yeah i mean I don't see the problem if they're just selling the skin and not necessarily like an entire system. Like, obviously, they've been able to work out deals with several other manufacturers that they're able to create, you know, skins for their products and it fits perfectly and things like that. Yeah, they do. They do um, iPhone skins. They do uh, iPad skins, Xbox skins, Switch skins, the MacBook. Problem, I th- the problem is, is that there's a lot of proprietary shit and design that goes on. Mm-hmm. that's how some of these companies can ban companies from developing peripherals and things like that for them. Because if, if you know your peripheral, like say a skin, fits on a copyrighted or a trademarked piece of intellectual property that the manufacturer owns, kind of dicey sometimes. Copyright law is weird worldwide, regardless. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it looks like you can go to DRAN's website and sign up, and hopefully they also won't be sued into ex- to non-existence, like <laughs> at least one other, and then potentially this one. Well, all right, but yeah, um, like death threats are not good, or if the death, to safety are if not the death good. threat things is true, that's absolutely fucking disgusting. Plain and simple. Yep, it is. It's... I mean, I have no doubt that it's true because, like, that seems to be the internet's go-to in a lot of cases is, oh, I'm death threats. Like, people grow the fuck up. 
Yeah. Yep. Mum has spoken. Don't know who that's hurting. Signed and agreed. Like, Mum has um, spoken. Who cares if someone has a black PlayStation versus a white PlayStation? Who fucking cares? Some people really are into the aesthetic. Some shit, people okay? really fucking care. It's insane. Get a can of spray paint. I don't know. <laughs> so we have two two stories left. Uh, we're gonna be really really quick with them because show's going. And I think we're all kind of starting to fade at this point. Mm-hmm. At least I know I am. I'm hungry. I need to eat actual food. Yeah, it's six uh, o'clock. I'm hungry. <laughs> so real quick, uh, back for blood, uh, which is being developed by Turtle Rock Studios, which were the original co-developers, original developers of the original Left 4 Dead uh, for Steam, uh, for Valve, for Volvo, uh, are coming out with a new game called Back for Blood. It is a spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead. It looks absolutely fantastic. Um, there is a wonderful demo that uh, released around the time of the game, uh, with the gameplay, with the game awards. Um, give it a look. I'm really looking forward to it to see how it goes. Um, I just hope it turns out better than Evolve did. There's ADS, by the way. Yes, Kevin is so excited that there's ADS. I What's don't ADS? Really care. Aim down sight. Just... Oh. oh. It's where you pull the gun up to your thing and it gives yeah. you a reticle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know the abbreviation for that. Yeah, ADS. Um, and very last thing, uh, it's another one for me. Uh, the So Warframe is a game being developed, a game that is in continuous development by a company called Digital Extremes. They are a Canadian company. Um, they are owned... They were bought by a Chinese company called Lei Yu, I believe it was. I believe it is a couple of years ago. Um, Tencent has now purchased Lei Yu, which means that Tencent now is the sole owner of Digital Extremes. They are now the owner of the entity, the Canadian entity known as Digital Extremes. Um, they are insisting that they will be, remain creatively independent after the buyout from Tencent of their parent company. Uh, only time will tell. Tencent, as you may well know, is a Chinese mega corporation, uh, mega mega corporation of the telecoms they and flat out own Riot. They flat out own Riot Games. They own the second in equity. They own the second largest stake of um, Epic of of Epic Games. They deal um, with all of Blizzard's Chinese uh, uh, they servers and systems. Everything Chinese. Yep. For Blizzard uh, and a bunch of other stuff too. They are the big. They are the big dog of the Chinese market for telecom and internet stuff. So, um, be interesting to see how the game continues to develop. Um, Warframe has done some China exclusive stuff in the past, so we'll have to see if that sort of thing continues. Uh, after they got bought by Liu, they did a couple of Warframes that released exclusively in China first, and there are some China exclusive items still to this day. Um, but yeah, um, I think I had one more small thing. Uh, oh, I have one small thing that I've been meaning we need to bring up and discuss. Um, as everybody knows, we did the 24 hour stream for charity and there's some outstanding stuff that we still need to take care of. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to assure people that we're kind enough to make donations we haven't forgotten and things are in the works um gab's working on the one shot for the dnd podcast chris is going to be helping me set up Streamlabs so i can stream resident evil and y'all can scare the piss out of me um i think kevin and lb at some point will do some more whatever the fuck that game is called Tarkov. um i don't remember and i will Thank do you. some I more warframe 
I have been keeping me. I've been make, making sure Warframe War Zone. Is, War, War Zone is up to date, ready to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So we we haven't forgotten. And <laughs> okay, I will. I will try and speak as a Southern Belle at some point as well, Carrie. With when I'm not laughing my head off and completely failing. Um. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but I just wanted to reassure everybody that, you know, we appreciated your donations and those things are coming, some of them in the more near future than others. Um, but yeah, yeah. They, the one, there we are going crazy, to follow through on our commitments. There, there is one that we're, couple of months. Yeah. There is one that we are trying to figure out the best way to do it, and that's the WoW Iron Man challenge. Because at the moment... We want to try and make Iron sure we can Man get as much out of it. Yeah, Iron Man itself doesn't exist for for one. It's it's kind of meh at the moment. With there's with, some stuff going on. Yeah, so once that's sorted and we know exactly the rules and all that, we can deal with that. But we want to try and get as much out of it as we can for people, so that they can see stuff. And we we're a bit worried about doing it as a group because if we do the group challenge, one person dies, that's it. Whereas if we do it individually. We can all we can compete against each other. We can all compete and do a little compete against each other type thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we're yeah. we're trying to work out the logistics of that. We have to do it as the class we like least. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So I'm doing it as a warlock. Tail well. I made a rogue yep. because fuck melee. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. So that is stuff that we still have on our agenda and our plate. Um, we're hoping to get that done did within we, the next. Did we do the lore 30? episode? No, not we never yet. Did. We need to do that too. Uh, yeah, yeah we need to do. do that too. So we're looking to hopefully get the bulk of this done within the next thirty days. We'd like to get the bulk of this done in the next thirty days, if possible. So um, we'll see. January to February looks like it's going to be a busy time for all of us. So yay! I mean, I can guarantee the Resident Evil stuff won't be done in the next thirty days because it's going to be done a little bit at a time. There's only so much my forty, my mid forty year old heart can take without you guys killing me. Yay, yay. <laughs> um, so very last thing because it's just the last section. I forgot to put this in there. Um, but paste that in real quick. There we go. Um, so James Hake, uh, who is the lead writer for. D&D Beyond. He's also the co-author for Waterdeep Dragon Heist, Descent into Avernus, the Critical Role Explorer's Guide to Wildmount. Uh, worked on stuff for D&D Adventures League and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, has, is leaving D&D Beyond. Oh, Why? Uh, just personal growth kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, fair. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's good. Uh, the, there's a very nice uh, farewell post that I have put in. Um into the show notes and we'll get that make sure that goes in uh but yeah just uh just another little little tidbit uh he, i absolutely love the writing that happened with uh uh water deep heist and descent into avernus is fantastic also so uh glad to see him go but glad to see somebody get uh continue to develop themselves uh in their career uh i think that is going to be it for the show uh does anybody have any final thoughts dear god let me eat yeah. Uh, do that or don't do that, Chris. Um, don't send death threats. You're a toxic human being. You're disgusting. Neff. Don't be a dick. Kevin. Don't try to piss off a year because the next year is going to be worse. <laughs> <laughs> next year, just going to say, hold my beer. 
Don't you forget about me. Um, that is going to be our show for this week, folks. To talk to us during the week, you can find us on Twitter. The show is at AzerothCTC. Uh, Kevin, of course, is at SwingCat. That is with a K. Chris is at Akari underscore Mag. I, of course, am at Gavril underscore ET. That's two I's, one L. Neth is at Nethwinch. Send emails to feedback at AzerothCTC.com. We would love to hear from you. Join us live on Saturdays when we record and stream the show here on Twitch TV slash AzerothCTC. For links to today's show, you can visit our website at www.AzerothCTC.com. Choose review, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, whatever it is that you get your fantastic words delivered directly into your ear. Say hold my beer, boys and girls. Hold my beer. Hold my beer.